This is Forum. I'm John Michaels, Public Affairs Radio Director. We're going to be talking about Children's Miracle Network on KELO FM and KTWB FM this Thursday and Friday. Radiothon for Children's Miracle Network. Uh, Bethany Olson, uh, tell us what uh, the Children's Miracle Network is because we get 7,000 people move into town every year. Maybe they don't know what it is. Yeah, Children's Miracle Network is a membership group of hospitals across the United States and Canada, but here locally, Children's Miracle Network supports Stanford Children's Hospital. So we raise funny to money to support Stanford Children's in whatever they need at the, the most, whatever they need the most at the time. So typically we fundraise and support our children, our child life team, which helps um, kids understand their diagnosis a little bit better, understand what surgery is going to look like, what a port access might look like. And they also are the ones that bring in art therapy and music therapy. And I was at the hospital the other day and uh, somebody happened to get a Nerf gun from child life so that they could surprise their nurse or their nurse with a little nurse gun attack. So they do all of the, the difficult conversations, but they also do fun things like nerf guns and art. Uh, we also fund things like life-saving equipment uh, in our NICU, like the draft beds in the infusion center. We fund the chemotherapy chairs that kiddos sit in that are a little bit more of a recliner set setup. We also uh, provide direct assistance for families that are coming in from out of town for things like meals or mileage or hotel stays. And uh, we kind of just try and meet the, the families where they're at and best support them however we can in the midst of something that's really hard. How many work with Children's Miracle Network? I mean, staff or volunteers, how many people are we talking about? So our fundraising team is just technically we're like two, two and a half people on our fundraising team. Um, and then during Radiothon, we have about six phone bank volunteers every day or every hour and um, a couple other volunteers helping with some miscellaneous things, too. Well, tell us about yourself a little bit, Bethany. Uh, you've been with Children's Miracle Network now for how long? I have been with CMN and the Sanford Health Foundation for nine and a half years. Bethany, tell us about, uh, you know, this is your, your career. You've been doing it for nine years. What is it that makes it all special for you? Well, you know, every time that we are able to share a story, we're able to share the impact that, that CMN has had on a family's life. And it's never, they're always so positive speaking about Sanford Children's Hospital. And it's because of donations and the work that we do through CMN that a lot of that happens. Of course, we are not the physicians or the nurses that are caring for their child, but we are um, helping make their, their stay at the hospital a little bit better and a little bit more um, child-focused. Bethany Olson with Children's Miracle Network coming up Thursday and Friday. Uh, Bethany, uh, I remember we started doing this, I think, with Children's Miracle Network quite a few years ago. I've been doing this program since 1977, and I remember the first year, I can't remember exactly what it was, but we were just trying to get these uh, NICU units that they could put on the airplane. Um, and they mm. were so expensive back then, and this was before the children's uh, hospital, um, you know, there the, the, the uh, castle, um, and that was a real big deal back then. But when we heard those stories for the first time, people were actually pulling off the road, crying, and yeah. that's that's what I'm saying is these stories uh, come across as as when it gets right down to it, it's all about the children, but it's also about mm -hmm. the family. And yeah. Bethany, uh, my own son, was born microcephalic back in 1980. And back then, which is quite a few years ago now, 
the doctor basically said, well, you might as well just give him up. Uh, you know, uh, he's not going to amount to anything. He's never going to be anything. And, and that's part of uh, uh, what you do is you keep the family together. He's uh, doing quite well with Lightscape right now. He's uh, having a happy time. He does more things than I do. I think he's happier than we all are. But my uh, daughter had a, uh, a baby in the NICU. So I've been in there where you actually hold the baby with, you know, you have to wash your hands for like 15 minutes and, and all that kind of thing. Uh, but for people that uh, uh, have been through it, they understand. But it's, it's kind of like a war veteran. Um, those who haven't been through it, it's hard for them to understand. But when you hear those stories coming up on Thursday and Friday, and um, they're going to hear uh, about that. Before, I think, your nine-year term, I think uh, there was a, a lady that used to knit booties for all of the uh, newborn. Uh, and there was another lady that made capes so that uh, they could run around the hall as a superhero. Uh, I'm sure they passed down and that type of thing. But that's kind of the thing that uh, we'll be hearing about Thursday and Friday is all these stories. Yeah, we'll be sharing stories on KTWB and Kello FM about kids who have been impacted by the work of Stanford Children. So we'll share some stories of NICU babies. We'll share some stories of kids who have battled cancer. We'll share a few stories of kids that are fighting a rare disease and are able to get their care right here in Sioux Falls, which is where they happen to live so they don't have to travel, which is really unique in the rare disease space. So because of donations, we're able to have a lot of things that attract physicians and specialists, and we're able to have equipment that keeps care close to home, and that really makes a big difference in the care that kids receive because they're close to their support system they can make their appointments, all of those things. So it'll be it'll be a fun two days. Well, we've had a lot of nonprofits on this program, and, and I can say that 100% of every gift helps care for local kids. Sanford Children's Hospital is fueled by donors who believe every child deserves a healthy future, 100%. Um, that, that's pretty efficient, isn't it? Yeah, we, we are really proud of that, actually. We, as a system, Sanford Health covers the salaries of our, our fundraising team and any of our expenses that we incur throughout the year so that when it comes down to what is actually going back to support Sanford Children's Hospital, it's 100% going to those things that I talked about earlier, the child life, the life-saving equipment, and then the direct assistance. It's not, it's not 70% of our fundraising. It's not 90%. It's truly 100% goes back. And not a lot of places can say that. So we are very very proud that our system has supported us in that way. Tell us about Child Life, uh, the school program. Yeah, Child Life is, I talked about it a little bit before, but there are 11 specialists at Sanford Children's Hospital who are educated in medical play. So they um, have kits that they work, they show kids about this is what you're going to, what's going to happen during surgery, and this is what chemotherapy is, and this is what leukemia is. And they talk about all of those things in a way that the child can understand. So whether they're two or whether they're 16, they're able to educate the child on what is happening in their body or going to happen while they're at the hospital in a way that that kid is going to understand. And the child maybe won't be so super comfortable with it, but they'll be more comfortable with it than had it just been the physician or the nurse trying to explain it to them. Child Life also brings in um, toys and arts and games and movies and iPads and all of those things, and they distract kids while they're being poked, and they help with port accesses and all of these things. So they're, uh, they kind of take care of the emotional side of things for the kids that are at the hospital, as well as their families, too. Siblings are involved in a lot of the things that are happening, and 
sometimes it's helpful just for parents to hear from Child Life as well. Now, there's 170 Children's Miracle Network hospitals across the country, but here in Sioux Falls, Sanford, uh, people come from how far away? Really, we have people from several states away. We have kids from across the entire state that come, but we also sometimes see kids from Florida or uh, the New York area, just depending on what what care they need or if it's a specialist that transferred here, they want to stay with their specialist. They, they'll come to Sanford Children's to get care. Well, what I wanted to bring that up for is you give financial assistance to help the families uh, with meals, lodging, and travel so that they can be with mm-hmm. your child in the hospital. Yep, we do. We, we are able to provide up to $500 per child per family, depending on their circumstances, um, as far as if they're from out of town or not, to help with things like the meal voucher to just go grab a meal at the cafeteria or to help with the travel expense of getting from Aberdeen to Sioux Falls three times a week. Um, or they're in the, their kiddo is going to be in the hospital for several weeks and they need to stay at a hotel. That's kind of where we come in to alleviate some of those financial burdens so that they can truly focus on helping their kiddo get better. Yeah, so many families today are paycheck to paycheck. Summer camps is another thing, kind of especially summer camps like uh, the Spirit mm-hmm. Camp for children with spina bifida. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have two summer camps right now that Sanford Children's kind of owns and manages. So one is Camp Bring It On, which is our camp for pediatric cancer patients and survivors. That happens typically every year in June, and it's a week for kids that uh, might not be able to go to a summer camp because of their the challenges related to their cancer diagnosis or just the the long-term effects of that, um, they can come together and do all of the summer camp things like ride horses and go tubing and have campfires. And they're doing all of these fun things, but they also have a little bit of time each day where they can connect with other kids who have battled cancer. For a lot of these kids, this is the only opportunity that they have to talk with somebody, another child who's battled cancer because they're from a rural area or um, they just don't know anybody else who's battled cancer. Um, and there's challenges that go along with that, even years after the diagnosis. Um, so that's a really impactful part of their time there. And then we also have Spirit Camp, a camp for kids who have spina bifida. That's a, another week-long camp with medical professionals on site. And those kids are typically, um, many of them are wheelchair-bound or they just have limited mobility. So it's a fully accessible camp where they, too, get to do all of the, the traditional camp activities under the, per, the supervision of their medical staff and get to connect with other kids who have spina bifida and talk about the challenges and the, the joys that come along with that. It's very overwhelming for parents uh, when they have to deal with this because they probably have other kids, uh, jobs and, and other things that they uh, uh, you know, weren't expecting to have to take care of with the, their child. Uh, but equipment, uh, we, we often heard about ventilators with COVID, but uh, the life-saving pediatric equipment like uh, ventilators for, for children, ultrasound machines, and giraffe omnibeds, which mimic a mother's womb for the uh, NICU infants. Still, what's a giraffe omnibed? Yeah, I mean, you said it right there. They truly mimic the mother's womb. So if a baby's born really early or if they're sick when they're born, they head off to our NICU. And every baby that goes to our NICU spends 24 hours in that giraffe bed. It monitors their the moisture. It monitors the light and the sound. Um, it has little armholes so that if the baby's too fragile to actually be picked up, mom and dad can 
the baby's healthy enough, can stick their hands through little holes and touch their infant. Physicians can perform surgery right there. The baby can be weighed right there. All of these things, um, because not not moving the baby any extra helps um, reduce the, the chance of a brain bleed, which can, of course, lead to other other um, issues later on in the baby's development. So they cost about $40,000 each. And Stanford Children's, we're lucky enough to have 45 of them in 45. our NICU. Yeah. And that, that allows our neonatologist to never have to choose which infant is sicker and which one needs it more because we have the quantity that we do. We typically are not full in our draft beds because eventually the kids move out of the draft beds into kind of a panda warmer type situation. So they we're not always having all of our infants in those drafts. And that allows us to, like I said, not have to pick and choose which infant looks to be sicker and which one needs it most. They have access to the highest level of technology for everyone. Talking to Bethany Olson of the Children's Miracle Network, uh, you mentioned what forty-five uh, half beds. How many kids are you treating in that that castle at Sanford uh, at, at any particular time on the average? So, our average NICU census is typically in around thirty-five, and then the hospital census definitely varies depending on the season. Of course, the winter season that we're in right now, we're heading into the heavy respiratory system or season, so we will be getting closer to 48 kids um, in the hospital on average, but in the summer months that decreases, so we're more around 20. So it kind of kind of ebbs and flows as the seasons go. Are you seeing kind of an increase in respiratory uh, problems with children lately? I'm not actually involved in those decisions, but the wintertime is always when we see RSV increase and then COVID and influenza, and they all kind of compound onto one another. So if they aren't getting full now, they will be getting full soon. Talking to Bethany Olson of the Children's American Network, what's the smallest baby that uh, you've seen there in your nine years? I believe her her weight is, was 14 ounces when she was born. Um, we actually share her story on Thursday and Friday during Radio Thon. Her name's Braylon, um, and she's four now, so she's growing. I think mom told me she's about 34 pounds now, so she's made some significant progress. What does it mean to be a champion? Our our CMN champion every year is just the person that represents Stanford Children's Hospital as a whole for that year. So each year we pick one kiddo that kind of represents us in that way, but we have several kids that we feature throughout the year in other ways too. Well, there's some things that you can do to double your your, your donation, um, half of the price with matching gifts type of thing. Tell us how people can help with that. Yeah, so, well, there's a lot of ways that you can get a match. So some employers actually will match donations that their um, employees give. So if you aren't sure if that's your company, make sure you check into that if you make a donation during Radiothon because then, um, our, we just need a, a form from your company that we'll send back and verify that you actually made a gift. And then the company will make a donation on your behalf too. But then during Radiothon, we have we typically have several hours where we have a matching a matching sponsor that will match gifts that come in that hour. And every once in a while, we get lucky and we have a triple match too, where there's two businesses that will match during the same hour. So if it's a $500 donation, it turns into $1,500 and that sort of thing. 
Well, there's certainly people that volunteer for the uh, Radiothon, but uh, do you need volunteers uh, at Children's Miracle Network through the year? No, our main, our main need is during Radiothon for as far as Children's Miracle Network volunteering goes. Um, there is a, a, a volunteer program through Sanford Health that people could volunteer through to help at Sanford Children's or in our NICU, but that all runs through our Sanford Health volunteer program. So if people are interested in that, they can uh, just search Sanford Health volunteers and something will come up that you can uh, kind of sign up to be on the list and you'll go through a a process and get a background screening and all of those fun things to make sure that you're safe. Mm-hmm. And then as jobs become available, they'll, they'll let you know. I remember one uh, time uh, they were looking for people to just sit and rock the babies, uh, mm-hmm. hold, and, hold and rock them. Talking to Bethany Olson of the Children's American Network, Hello FM and uh, KTWB coming up on Thursday and Friday, uh, morning and afternoon, uh, 6 to 6. And uh, we'll be hearing all these stories. And, of course, uh, the donations is what uh, is important. Uh, what is the goal this year? We like to just raise a dollar more than we did last year. So every dollar that we raise really does make a difference and With Radiothon in in December, we sometimes run into bad weather or school delays or, you know, you never really control it. So our main goal is to make a big difference for local kids. And as long as people call in, that'll happen. Well, we've had Thanksgiving and people are getting most of their Christmas uh, uh, plans, I think, in operation. But again, this is for the children. And as many people out there maybe don't have children or the children are grown up, uh, they can they can uh, help donate in that way and, and for many reasons. Um, there's many uh, fundraising things, I think, that you do with other sponsors throughout the year. Can you tell us about those? Yeah, we partner with a lot of different organizations throughout the year. Um, Miracle Treat Day is a, a fan favorite by by far, um, we every year, the last Thursday of July, Dairy Queen will donate a dollar from every blizzard that's sold. And South Dakota always knocks that one out of the park. We have some of the top fundraising Dairy Queens across, across the country right here, fundraising for Sanford Children's Hospital. We also fundraise with Walmart and Costco, Panda Express, Love's Travel Stops, a whole list of um, other companies that will ask their customers to round up or donate a dollar when they're checking out. Um, Ace Hardware is another one that does that. And we have some other, we call them third parties, so different um, groups that fundraise for us in a variety of ways, too. Bethany Olson of Children's Miracle Network. A lot of people think, well, we're talking about young kids, but uh, a lot of times uh, through maybe uh, accidents or bicycle accidents, whichever, you have kids that are how old? Sanford Children supports kids all the way up until age 18 and sometimes even beyond that, just depending on their developmental age and um, the type of illness that they're, that they're facing. So we actually have some adults that are seen at our Sanford Children's Infusion Center because of the type of cancer that they have. It's actually, even if they're diagnosed with it as a 21-year-old, sometimes it's still considered a form of childhood cancer. So the physicians that are at the castle actually know how to treat it best. So they'll get treated at the castle in some situations too. So normally up to eight age 18, but there are some exceptions to that, too. How long have some uh, some of the children stayed there? Oh, gosh. I don't know the, the longest stay by any means, but I have a family that I am I know through my hometown that their son was in our NICU for over a year. So people are there for quite some time some, often, and otherwise kids are in and out in a couple days, which is 
what we want. We want them to come in, get the help they need, and go home and go back to being kids again. Well, we drive by the castle, as we call it, uh, the Sanford Children's uh, uh, building there, and it's not something you, you can walk in and say, I want a tour. I mean, you know, it's a hospital, they got worried germs and all that kind of thing, but if you walk in the door, give us kind of a, uh, a tour of the building, uh, if you can, uh, visually. Yeah, so when you walk in the main the main door, right now it's not the door that most people walk in just because of some construction that's happening, but... In the main entrance, there's a knight that kind of walk that protects the castle and watches over the kids and the staff. And then you get in a little bit further and you're in the Carlson Great Hall, which is exactly what it sounds like. It's a big entryway. Some people would consider it a lobby. We call it a great hall because it's a castle. Everything is designed with kids in mind. So it's castle themed throughout. And then there's ribbons on the floors for kids to kind of follow along. There's stars on the floors. There's murals and paintings throughout the space. None of the walls are the white, sterile hospital wall that you might think of. Um, When you get up onto the patient floors, each wing has its own kind of specialty area. So one is our pediatric intensive care unit. One floor um, is just our general pediatric unit. And then we have another wing that is specifically for outpatient. So if they're in for an MRI or a CT scan, they go there. And then we have our third floor, which one wing of that is for our pediatric oncology patients. And the other wing, we consider it kind of an overflow wing right now. It's not a specific area. A lot of times that's where if our NICU overfills, that's where they go. If they're getting close to being able to go home, they get to come over to the castle. Um, But sometimes we also have, we've had adults in there sometimes if the adult hospital is is full. So really is kind of an overflow. But in all of those spaces, there are these little, we consider them kind of poly pocket doors. So there's little doors that kids can open up and look and check to see what's inside of them. All of the rooms in the specialty clinic have a little look and find. Um, it really is truly designed to take care of kids. I didn't know they had a night to guard at the front door. That's, that's, that's yeah. interesting. Uh, Bethany Olson of the Children's American Network. Uh, the Sanford Children's Hospital, um, I guess 35 pediatric specialties, 12,000 children and their families each year. I didn't know it was that many. Yeah, we see that number has probably increased since the last time um, we actually shared that with you. I think we're getting closer to 17,000 now. 17. Um, and that's kids that are going through our specialty clinic. So they're seeing a a pediatric subspecialist, so pediatric pulmonologist or pediatric cardiologist or any sort of physician that is trained first in pediatrics and then second in a specialty. There's that many kids going through the doors for those. And then that also includes kids who have been in our PICU or our NICU or like I was talking about earlier, just that general pediatrics. So We see a lot of kids, we help a lot of kids, and every single one of those kids is impacted by donations to Children's Miracle Network in some way, whether it's child life or social work or just the access to that equipment that we wouldn't necessarily be able to have here in Sioux Falls if it wasn't for donations. Bethany Olson, Children's Miracle Network, Thursday and Friday, uh, KTWB and Kellogg FM. It's it's, uh, uh, so interesting that some of the children can come down and actually share their own stories uh, with their families. But, uh, Bethany, looking around, what what seems to be the main uh, thing happening to children nowadays? uh, What seems to be the the, the main uh, reason they have to come in? Is is it cancer? Is it uh, 
lungs? Is it heart? Uh, what, what, what's, what's affecting children nowadays? This time of year, we see a lot of respiratory issues, um, and that's that's going to be the thing that we see a lot a lot of kids coming in for, whether it's they actually are staying or if it's just they're they're coming in through our ER and they get a, a treatment to do at home. Um, that's going to be the biggest thing that we see kids com- uh, coming to Stanford Children's for. But we also see quite a bit of cancer, unfortunately. Um, and like I said earlier, we have some rare diseases that we're able to take care of here right in Sioux Falls. Um, we see just really a, a really big variety of things. And you said it earlier, we have uh, 35 different pediatric subspecialties. And each one of those subspecialties has a lot of kids in order for us to be able to carry it into falls. Uh, so there's a lot of kids battling a lot of different things, and we're able to take care of them right here, which is wonderful. Well, Bethany, what's the main thing that we want to talk about uh, that people can educate themselves and, and learn more about uh, the Children's Miracle Network coming up on uh, Thursday and Friday for KTWB and Kelo FM? So our Radiothon will go from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. on both Thursday and Friday of this week. Um, we'll be sharing stories throughout those two days, and listeners can can make their impact on the families that we're sharing and the families that have yet to come through the castle doors but are going to be so thankful that it's available when they do need it. Um, you can make a donation now if you'd like. You can text the word KIDS to 35270, and you'll get a link to donate. Or if you want to, wait and uh, call in and actually speak to one of our volunteers, you can do that too. We'll have the phone bank manned, like I said, from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. both days. And that number is 605-328-5750. And yeah, we'll be happy happy to help you make your donation. And a lot of the information, if you have questions or anything like that, you can get all of the information from that same link that I um, would be texted to you. So again, it's the word KIDS, K-I-D-S, to 35270, and that kind of shares all of the information about Radiothon. Well, it's a, a, a very um, interesting time when we do that because uh, uh, it's emotional. Um, when you talk about children, and, you know, many families out there say, well, this doesn't affect me, but maybe two years from now it will, you know, maybe your your daughter or grandson or whichever too. Uh, Bethany, do you have a wish list of things that maybe uh, people could help with? Our main thing is the financial donations. Uh, that's that's how we can make the biggest impact at Stanford Children's and make sure that we're able to take care of kids close to home. Uh, Child Life does have a wish list that they have every year during the holiday season, which I believe is also linked on our website. Your website is what? Uh, SanfordHealthFoundation.org and then backslash MWC. Well, if, if people want to uh, become uh, a, uh, a nurse or anything like that, uh, what can you recommend to them as far as if they want to help with, with children? I would say to ask your peers and the mentors that you have if it's the right fit for you and if there's opportunities to shadow people in that field. Um, there, it's a really, there's a really high need right now for nurses, especially in the pediatric space. So if that's something of interest to you, I would check in with your school on resources that are available and hopefully something will come of it. Well, Bethany Olson and, and your, uh, your helpers out there, it, it's, uh, the, it's, it's called the castle of care, I guess is what, what is actually the, the name, right? Same for children's hospital. Castle of care is what we call it too. 
Well, it's it's a hospital, and like I say, sometimes uh, you get good news, and sometimes you don't. Uh, how do you uh, how do how do you uh, uh, what, how do you you know take that as a sense when sometimes the kids don't make it? Well, that's it's a really hard day for sure, um, and it's a really it's not just a day. A lot of our our staff um, they struggle with it for quite a while, especially if it's a patient that they've gotten to know really well, or if they're involved in kind of the care for that child leading up to when their body is no longer able to to make it anymore. Um, we have our child life staff, which is trained in some of those end-of-life conversations for the families and for the child. But then on site, we also have a pediatric chaplain, and she helps. I Actually, I should say he helps. I believe we have shifted. It is now a male that is um, kind of on the pediatric side of things, and he helps take care of the staff. Mm-hmm. Um, they hold kind of debriefing sessions to talk through all of that, and then the chaplain is available to just to talk to the staff as often as they need it, um, following some of those tough situations. Well, there's one uh, child that was on with us on Radiothons for for a couple of years. That, uh, of course, he, he uh, eventually didn't make it. But he always says, what was it, uh, stay out of the ditch? Do you remember that? Raymond, yeah. We, yes, end, Raymond. we end Radiothon every year with it, and I can never remember all of it. But it's something like, be brave, be strong, and stay out of the ditch. Bethany Olson, Children's Miracle Network. Uh, we'll be talking more with you on Thursday and Friday from 6 in the morning till 6 at night on Callow FM and KTWB FM. Thank you for being with us on board. Yeah, thank you.